Welcome to Make It Count, proudly presented by Bendigo Bank, the podcast that's here to help with family finance. I'm Kate. And I'm Mandy, and we are from Two Peas in a Podcast. Join us as we share our real experiences and get helpful tips from experts along the way. As always, this episode contains general information only and doesn't take into account your personal objectives, financial situation or needs. Hello and welcome to the Make It Count podcast. We are so glad you have joined us. Make It Count is a podcast that aims to help people like us, mothers, parents, anyone in a family, learn more about family finances and provide us with some tips and suggestions around what we should be thinking about when it comes to money and our loved ones. And look, let's be upfront right from the start. (laughs) Me and Mandy, certainly not financial experts. So we will be talking to the real experts to get their views on everything family and money related. That's right, Kate. We have lined up guests ranging from wealth managers, Mm -hmm. home loan experts, economists and financial planners. These people are going to guide us through the financial maze. But don't worry, they are going to break down the finance world in a way that even we can understand. (laughs) Thank goodness. (laughs) Because at the end of the day, we want this podcast to enable you and us to have a better understanding of financial matters. We want to be able to talk to our partners and our kids about money and understand what we're saying. And we want to build our confidence in this area. Maybe you do too. I do. And we hope that what we talk about on this podcast will really help. Because for us, and I'm sure for all of you guys as well, financial security for the family is one of those things we often think about, but it's also something that can be quite daunting and confusing. Yep. And we are both mothers. We have loving and beautiful, (laughs) messy, chaotic, awesome families. But a big part of our story is that we are mothers of children with disabilities. And as you can imagine, financially, this really adds an extra layer to our lives. Kate, why don't you tell us a little bit about your family? Okay, my family, I think, is not really conventional in that I have five children. I don't have many friends that have five children. Yeah. So sort of a trailblazer for big families. Yeah. <laughs> my children are very spread out. I have a 27-year-old, a 25-year-old, a 20-year-old, and 16-year-old twin boys. Mm. So a little thing that sets us apart is that my twins have additional needs and disabilities. What about you, Mandy? Yeah, I have, and this is how we met, I have 16-year-old twins and they are fraternal girls and I also have one 10-year-old. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> Just one. I quite enjoy that one. <laughs> and that's how Kate and I met. She was already a mummy. I was a first-time mum having twins. So you can imagine that was, for both of us, a big deal to be having two babies at the one time. And for both of us, a really different financial situation that it spun our families into. Yes. So twins is, you know, people say, oh, two for the price of one. I'm like, no, no, no. it's like the price of three. That's right. (laughs) It really is. And that starts from the beginning, doesn't it? It really, really does. Two car seats and the double pram and the, oh, two lots of everything. Extra hospital visits or everything. that's right. Yeah, so we definitely know what it's like to have a spanner in the works. (laughs) (laughs) Or be a beautiful one, hey? Yes, gorgeous spanner. Yeah, but it did definitely change even the idea of thinking about going back to work. And mm. I was like, oh, but then you've got to get care for two babies mm. or, you know. And so. especially when your children have disabilities, yeah. it's a really tricky thing 
to yeah. be able to hand them over, even though you know I need superannuation. I yeah. need a financial future for these children. But right now, these children need a constant caregiver yes. who happens to be me. Yeah, so. and I need to be available for the appointments and mm. the surgeries and the, all those sorts of things. Mm. So that's where you're going to get to know Kate and I a little bit more because our audience in our other life, in our other podcast, Two Ps, is where we talk about the challenges, the joys, everything about having children with disabilities. I have three children that don't have disabilities. Yes. So I also understand the complexities of do I choose private school or public school? Yes. Do I put money aside for school trips? You know, do I help them buy a car? Like all of those things that if you have little children seem so very, very far away, Mm. but three of my children have cars now. So do you help with their insurance? Because it's astronomical when they're on their P's. Like all of those things that I thought we would spend less Remember yes. when they got out of nappies and you were like, oh, oh saving money. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I should have put that nappy more. money away yes. for future, future bad times or good times. I know for me with one of my daughters who has a physical disability and an intellectual disability and I actually went to Bendigo Bank and we had to set up an account for mm. her because before the age of 16 here in Australia, you can apply for something called the Disability Support Pension. Mm. And so we had to get that set up for her. And so I took her into the local branch because I wanted her to understand that she could actually go to a bank. Yes. Right? So it's really important when your children have learning yeah, it disabilities is. Uh, rather than her having to be able to access a bank in a big shopping centre. Or only online. Yeah, or that's really difficult stuff. Yeah. So I was really thrilled to be able to take her in there and they were so gorgeous and I could say this is your local bank. Yes, you will talk to these people yes. when you come in. Yes, so I was so thrilled that she has that port of call. For us, having a better understanding of finance is so important because like all parents, we want the best for our families. The real problem is we actually don't know much about finance. (laughs) (laughs) When I think back to my first memories of money, it was coins. Like we didn't have dollar notes or anything, but for five cents, you could get a whole bag of mixed lollies. My gosh. Yeah. My kids don't even know what two cents is. I know. But you could get a lot of things for two cents (laughs) back in the (laughs) eighties. All right. So my first experience of money was that it got you a lot of things and it wasn't a lot of money, which mm. is actually the absolute opposite of now. Of now, And I think my children have more of a concept in some ways of money and yet less because holding physical money is not something they do. No. We definitely had school banking. Did you have school oh, banking? Oh, I definitely had school banking and we would put that money in and rip off the little bit of paper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I suppose we didn't have pocket money. But really that was pocket money, wasn't it? Because mum and dad put put into the account. Yes. And I think pretty much my whole class did it. Yeah, I think so too. I don't remember anyone not doing school banking. And I remember that they gave us piggy banks and that we could put coins in, but I didn't have any because I spent them on mixed lollies. Yes, (laughs) so did I. I remember a beautiful memory for me is my grandma would always give us money for our birthday. So Mm. we would get it in a card in the mail, but she would wrap the money up in a little bit of newspaper or new idea or something. (laughs) And so as if the postie was never going to find that five or $10. He might steal that $5. (laughs) But that was so exciting to every birthday know that I was going to get a little bit of money from my grandma. Oh, yeah. And I remember after she died and it was my first birthday and I thought, I remember sitting on the front steps having a bit of a cry thinking, mm. oh, I'm never going to get that again from her. Yeah. So it, super special. You wouldn't think money can be so special. Yeah. But it really, really can. And I know when my grandma died and my mum was like, I would like to buy you this, like that gift is so much more important. Yes. So money 
you know, we just think about it in internet banking, but it's actually such a beautiful gift to give someone, yes. especially when you're a child and you have no money. That's right. And I remember being a teenager of the 90s and there was a recession here in mm, Australia. Mm. And so I definitely remember not having money. No, definitely. I remember I would never ask mum and dad for things like no. my kids ask me. No. My parents were very, very conscious of money and they wanted to pay off their mortgage. That was all we thought about really, even as a child. And I had no idea how big that mortgage was. Could have been a million dollars. was probably 80000 That was just a really big driving force. I was also one of four and we went to a little Christian school, so mum and dad had to pay fees. But yeah. I never asked for things. But my first job, I earned $4 an hour. Woo. Yep. I was 14 and nine months, legally the day yeah. I could get a job. Got a job at Tucker Bag, which was a supermarket back in the day. <laughs> it was a brown paper bag <laughs> with a face. It was. I saved that money and bought myself Levi Red Tab jeans and they were $80. Yeah. So that was a lot of money that I had to save, but I was so, so proud of that money. Oh, I remember my dad took me to the local bank and we opened up an account. I remember getting that card and I was able to use the hole in the wall. So yeah, that was pretty exciting, getting a PIN number, all those things. But see how those memories come back to our grandparents or our parents. Yes. Isn't that lovely? So we don't know that, but we're passing that on to our children. Shocking. Shocking. Because <laughs> we are not good. <laughs> I'm now thinking, I think my parents did a bit more than I did. <laughs> so we just want you to know we are not experts, people. I think that I let my dad make financial decisions. I've looked to my accountant, my partner. Yes. Really, they're my decisions. Yes. And I should be owning them. And I think as a fierce feminist, I've let myself down a little bit Yeah. when I- it comes to that. I have someone do my books at work. I have, I just, it's like I can't see the num- money sometimes. <laughs> like I went shopping with a beautiful friend and I said to her, you need to buy this jacket. It's amazing. It's $110. And she's like, oh, this is so cheap. And she tried it on. It was a ski jacket, right? Uh, when she got to the register, it was $1,010. <laughs> so this is why I need this podcast. Yes, <laughs> I'm so looking forward to learning because then we can pass it on to, you know, I have three daughters. Yep. I want them to be financially, you know, literate. And learning in a safe space where yeah. I don't feel less valued or not intelligent because I'm asking questions. Yeah. And we're asking these questions for you guys too. And thinking about it all today, the world has changed so much. House prices through <sighs> the roof. Whoa. Everyone's talking about interest rates, even if they're hardly even there. Yeah. Zero interest rates, 10% interest. I don't know. I know. <laughs> Education can cost so much, yes. even at state schools. And I actually think, do kids these days even know what physical cash oh, looks like? I don't think so. No. Even I had a terrible time with the tooth fairy. Like, I just can't <laughs> find money for the tooth fairy. And when you've got children losing teeth, you know, like grade one and grade five, there's a lot of teeth. A lot. And when you have twins, that can be 16 teeth in one year. That's a lot of $1, $2, yeah, 50 cents. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have that. No, and you've got to decide what's the going rate because you can't have, there's always someone that, at school that gets $10 for a tooth. And people write on Facebook, so what's the going rate? Yeah, it's I a- wrote last time to someone, whatever you can find. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think $2, but anyway. You know. Yeah, I was happy with the gold coin. Oh, but, yeah. You know, kind of scrounging for them. And then you go to bed and then in the morning they're so disappointed. I know. And you're like, oh, that tooth fairy, she really failed our family. <laughs> the really funny thing was I was talking to one of my boys the other day and we were talking about how much it is to be on Centrelink, how much it is to have money 
if you go to a job, how much do you get paid an hour? Because his sister's just had got a new job. Mm. So he was asking about all those questions. And I said, oh, actually, you know, during COVID, they brought the amount of money that people on Centrelink earn up because they needed the economy to keep spending and our, we were in a really bad financial way. He said, oh, well, they get a lot of money, don't they? Like, you know, if you got $200 a week, couldn't you buy a house and go on holidays and wouldn't you have money left over? <laughs> like, I have failed. <laughs> Where do we start? But it seems like a lot of money, it doesn't does. it? Well, especially when you're 16. Yeah. Well, if you gave me $200, I think that wrapped. was a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Yesterday, my dad bought a new car, a 10-month-old car, and he is in his early 70s and he sent a photo through because we can't see each other. And he said, look what arrived in my driveway. And I showed it to my 10-year-old and she goes, oh, grandpa, he just buys things and gets it. <laughs> She goes, not like us. We have to save. Yeah. I was like, like, so precious. I know, because actually he's saved for 50 years. Yes. <laughs> and then I got him on the phone. I thought, let's talk, let's hash this out. Yes. And he's like, I actually haven't bought a car for 30 years because I got cars through my work. Yeah. And so this is the first time I've actually bought myself a car in 30 years. Yes. And she was like, oh. oh. I know. <laughs> well, that's good that she knows that you have to save for things because some kids think you just go and get it. Yeah. You know, not in our house. I'll often get texts from one of my twins, uh, Mum, could we have this? And it's sometimes for an Xbox game. It costs $9.79. I don't know if we've got that much money this week. So <laughs> like, I like the fact that he acknowledges that we may or may not have yes. that money. So I think that's a real maturity thing yeah. for him. But I'll get the same question. Can I have this? It's $99. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. that's right. <laughs> okay. Forget I don't it. know that he really understands the value, but no, we don't have enough money oh, for well, that this well, week. I want this app. I want this oh. game. I want, you know, that's all the stuff that we had to quickly learn, didn't yes, we? Yes, because you know? when we were at school, I was pretty stoked to get a Malvern Star bike. Woo. Not going to lie, had daisies on the seat, thought I was queen of the suburbs. But our kids, the pressure is relentless because other someone else gets a new Xbox game every week and, and then our kids can't play. That's right. So it's really hard to draw the line and to know when do we spend and when do we save. Yeah, and that's not our, how our parents parented. So we're just blindly trying to work this stuff out. As some people would say, it's not in my wheelhouse. It's not in my wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> what year did you buy your first house, Mandy? We bought the house 2005 because we were pregnant with the twins. Ah. So we were renting and we thought, oh, my gosh, we're going to have two babies. We need a house. Yes. And so frantically we started looking in that sort of seven months because we had them prematurely. Mm. We moved in the week before we had them. It and was, how much did it cost? It was 350000 Wow. Yeah, which, which felt like a huge oh. amount in 2005. Oh, look, I got married really young and we bought our first house in 1996 we paid one hundred and thirty nine thousand, yeah, and we had to borrow half the deposit from yeah. my mum and dad. Interest rates were eighteen percent, yes, and we just couldn't save. And then we had to pay our mortgage back and my parents back. Yes, and I paid my parents back with interest because they didn't have a lot of money either. Yes. So it was their money, you know. But now I think that's not even a deposit. Oh no! And yeah, I'm scared for my children yes. because I don't feel like wages of gone up by 10% like or 100% like house prices. Yeah, have. and that's really something that a lot of families with children with disabilities mm. think about immediately on a diagnosis. Mm. Where are our children going to live when they're adults? How are we going to afford that? Yep. You know, there's all sorts of discussions about, you know, buy your child a house. I mean, yep. how can we do that? I know. You know, I've talked to my parents and said, can you like 
think about your will and maybe we can try and help towards a house. Like uh, it's really scary. It's scary. Yeah, it really right? is. Really frightening, yeah. actually. So, so yeah. it's something you know, I think all parents think about, but our families think oh, yeah, about it really maybe a lot quicker than other families. Well, and I think there's the knowledge that for some of our children, and I'm, I may be catastrophizing, but they may not earn That's right. what our other children earn. So to be perfectly honest, I'm not really worried about my typical children. Yeah. You know, suck it up, save. Yeah. <laughs> they need to do what we need to do. <laughs> they do. Yeah. yeah. So this podcast will give us all a better understanding of money. I Thank hope. goodness. <laughs> we are super excited because we're going to talk about it in a way that makes sense to us and we actually want this to be fun. So we want to learn about family finances, but let's enjoy the journey. Yeah, which is something I never thought I would I think or say. I know, <laughs> And what's also great is that we actually have Bendigo Bank supporting this podcast. We bank with Bendigo Bank. We, we sure love do. that they're a local bank. We love that we can walk in and say, we don't know what we're doing and they help us. So this is a financial podcast from those sort of people and it's Australia's better big bank. I feel like we're definitely in good hands. And we're excited and we look forward to going on this financial adventure with all of you. The next episode is definitely one all parents will find interesting. It's called Growing Pains. (laughs) We explore the financial questions we should consider as our families grow. How do we afford to upsize? How do we manage increasing costs? And we chat with the experts to help better prepare ourselves for our growing families. And we're pretty glad they're experts and you're not just listening to us. (laughs) So how about you join us as we discover more about family finances and look to make Make it count. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Make It Count. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe for future episodes. Leave a review letting us know what you enjoyed most. This also helps others find the podcast. This podcast is proudly produced by Bendigo Bank. As always, this episode contains general information only and doesn't take into account your personal objectives, financial situations or needs.